Yeah, this is an RSN Super Morning from the English Premier Sale. Thanks to Racing Victoria's Vobus program, Victoria, the state to breed, buy, own, and race thoroughbred horses. I'm going to make it my mission to have Mark Stevens out here at Oakland's Junction for the 2024 sales. Because, Steve, as I say good afternoon to you, I think you would thoroughly enjoy it out here at Inglis. Oh, definitely. And I'm thoroughly enjoying the questioning. You, you realise the level of the scoop you just had. The MRO of the AFL talking one-on-one uh, or one-on-two to RSN, uh, significant development. So I think it's great to get Chris to some, explain <laughs> some of these decisions. Is he taking the mickey out of us, Matty? Well, I think if, a little bit. No, no, not at all. If you agree or disagree, one three hundred six five two nine two seven, and you too can speak directly to um, the, the Roaring Lion, as we know him, Mark Stevens. Sabretooth so, Tiger. So Sabretooth Tiger. <laughs> you know they give... Yeah, go ahead. You know that uh, you know that racehorses give birth in the middle of the night, don't you, Steve? I do. You told me that yesterday. Yeah, David, I told you that the <laughs> other day. But, um, hey, um, I, a- I'm not really a footy head. So was that conversation with um, Chris O illuminating to, to footy heads? Oh, look, it was. Um, he spoke in general terms. I think. Uh, but the fact that we've got him to speak and explain the two decisions um, the day afterwards. Yeah, it's pretty significant. He's hard to get normally, Chris. So, so good luck to him. I think he was pretty quick to get out of there, though, wasn't he? He wasn't going to no, hang around no for another one. That. I think he could see Matty Nevitt winding up another in, one. He was standing in Barn C and he looked up and there was Bensley stomping towards him. <laughs> so, yeah, what he, could a man he do? Wasn't, he wasn't betting at Heelsville, that's for sure, No, uh, um, Steve. I, no, it was interesting. <laughs> I, I thought the, sorry, the uh, tackle answer was interesting and that's what I've been saying all mm. week it's more the action than the outcome so he said it's all about the conduct so really the players are on notice here that it didn't really mean a lot that um, Meek wasn't knocked out it was the action that got uh, Dugowie into trouble and is that how it should be do you think steve look I think so because we've complained for a long time about it's all about outcome and not action uh, you can be lucky if you don't knock someone out I mean you could throw a punch and just because a guy's got a tough jaw you get less weeks than if a guy uh, jaw breaks. So it should be more about the action than the outcome. So I'm happy with that. Uh, the other one, he was sort of a bit wishy-washy on Cochin, but that's fair enough. I mean, Chris O's in a tough position uh, to explain these decisions. So uh, well done, guys. Anyway, I know he was sweating with those questions from Matty Nevitt. They were really loaded up. Yeah, he was. He looked a little bit uncomfortable, Steve. I don't know if he was too pleased that we brought up the, uh, the MRO stuff. But anyway, uh, I guess that's the... I guess he's got to answer those questions, and it's only going to get a little bit busier for him when the season kicks off next week, uh, which we're all looking forward to, Steve. We are all pumped. Yeah, about he used next to week. do. He used to do his weekly press conference. I think you probably remember that out the sun in front of AFL House on a Monday. Once the results came out, he doesn't do that anymore. So the AFL are becoming a little bit more protective of guys uh, like Chris. So was, I think it was a good insight. And we'll replay the grabs through the day, guys, on all platforms and all shows. Now, Crusoe's not around now, Steve-O, so I want to know what you actually thought of uh, Trent Cochin only getting a fine for his um, a forearm to the throat of, of James Harms. Yeah, I think it was worth a week, personally. Um, there was enough force there. It was a push. It was almost a strike, wasn't it, the motion, if you push down with an elbow. Misconduct allowed him to get off, so I think it was definitely worth a week. Uh, I know that da- David King's furious on, on social media because he, another commentator, because he said that we, we've been spruiking, we've got to protect the head at all costs, blah, blah, blah. And the first opportunity, uh, someone who does that to someone's neck or, some, or a high position uh, gets off with a fine. So I, I, I can understand how Chriso has come to 
his decision. He's just following the table, Steve-O, and he's ticking the boxes. But surely the AFL is looking at that and sitting back and going, hang on a minute, we've got a player there with his forearm in the throat of another player in a forceful manner, and they've only been given a slap on the wrist, essentially, with a with a $1,000 fine. They, they cannot be happy with that, surely. I think they'd be scratching their head, but, I mean, it's not a seismic event. I don't think getting off, I mean, there's been a lot worse. I think they're still obviously scratching their head over the Crips appeal from last year, so much so that they've changed the rules. But um, it's certainly a concern. I think there's a lot of little fines in footy, and as Chriso said there, it used to be three fines and you miss a week. I think it should be. Don't you think? If, if they accumulate, like Trent Cotchin's yeah, been definitely. fined ten yep. times since he, he was last rubbed out. I think, come on, if, you, if you've had ten, then you deserve to go out for a week. Agree. I can't challenge Chriso because he looks mean. Yeah. He's got that sort of... He's got a slightly... Yeah, med- and not deliberately because he's a big man with a big jaw and he's got those piercing eyes. He, I don't like challenging him because he looks like he's about to rip your head off, even if that's not accurate. <laughs> he's, you know, nice. he's just got a slightly menacing menacing presence about him. Yeah, you could mm. almost put a cape on him and he'd be a, a superhero. Yeah, he's got that sort of George Reeves. Who was the original? Was it George Reeves? Simon yeah, Reeves. George Reeves. No, not Simon Reeves. That was the singer. Simon Reeves. That was so the singer. Stop embarrassing yourself. Yeah. So you don't know anything about pop culture. You don't Christopher pretend Reeves. To do. Christopher yeah. Reeves. Christopher Reeves. Yeah. No, George Reeves was the the original one from the 1950s who had the high belt. He was the, he pulled his dax up too high. Uh, Google Steve. it, Steve. I'm a pop culture king. You know that. Yeah. Uh, no, all good. But that that's really the biggest story today. I think that the. Uh, the match review panel. We're also talking, Matty, a bit earlier about the price of beer at the footy. I know that you've been going on about the prices at the races. $10.50 now for a plastic uh, 425 mil Carlton drafts. It's up from nine fifty. I think once you get past the 10 bucks, it's almost at the threshold. Well, your Chardonnay price was the most extraordinary one. And you did your quick maths and worked out that the bottle was going to be much better value than the glass. But uh, I, there is one racetrack in particular that, that I won't name that is the most extraordinary for the cost of, say, a bottle of champagne, a verve, <laughs> plus a, uh, like a, a food plattery type arrangement. Quite, uh, oh, hang on a minute. George Reeves, born George Kiefer Brewer, January 15, 1914 to June 16, 1959, was an American actor. He is best known for portraying super. Superman in the television series Adventures of oh, Superman. Oh, glad we clarified that. No, I'm oh, happy yeah. with that. Simon Reeve was yeah. the, the singer, wasn't he? Sort of midday action. Well, Chris, we Ray don't Martin know. That's, more, that's yeah. more up your alley, Steve-O. <laughs> hey, any, other news, any other news about? We've got the H-Man online, so you better be quick, um, Steve-O. Yeah, Cam Zerha, I reckon he'll miss round one with a calf injury. And just I reckon there's real concern down at Geelong. It's sad they haven't got the grandstand finished. It won't be done at all this year. So 14,000 seats, it'll be barren. There'll be blokes in hard hats picking up footies as we've got big footy on down at Geelong. So capacity will only be about 24,000. <laughs> yeah, you'll need all the, uh, the the pads and arm guards if you're going there as an opposition supporter, Steve. If you're going there to watch the Bulldogs play, where would you be? Where would you sit? Where would you hide there at Cadinia Park? Oh, you'd find a corner somewhere because you're outnumbered. You can't get a seat in there as an opposition supporter. And, Maddie, I know you're a Melbourne fan. In round 15, the Demons are going down there. Half the ground's ripped apart. There's no seats. It's going to be very tough as a Melbourne supporter. I think they should move that to the G. Yeah, oh, you won't get any arguments out of me, Steve. It hasn't been a happy hunting ground for the Demons. They had one good result there in the final round of the year two years ago, but it has not been a lot of fun for D's fans. Uh, Steve, I love your work as always. We'll hear from you throughout the afternoon on RSN. Pleasure, guys. Good stuff with Chris O.